Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 17, Robin's Reckoning Part 2 and The Laughing Fish. Hi, friends. Uh, this week I was going to say hi, chums. Uh, maybe next time. Old chums? Uh-huh. Well, and no, new chums, too, you know? Yes, just chums in general. All chums welcome. Mm-hmm. There, nailed it. There ain't a chum here we don't want to see. I mean, there might be, but, you know, we don't know who's listening. No, we'll figure that out on a chum-by-chum basis. <laughs> That's always the best policy I find. <laughs> This chum seems like they could stick around. This mm-hmm. chum must wait outside. You and I just uh, sitting there like Olympic judges holding up uh, little <laughs> number cards for the chums as they march in one by one. And that's a half point from the Russian judge. Hmm. Wait, come, which back one of when us... you are, come back when you are a better chum. Are you the Russian judge? Apparently. Oh, no. Don't get shot like Chekhov. <laughs> too late. Oh. Oh, too bad. Well, the chums can comfort me anyway. <laughs> the chums are coming from within the house now. Oh, no. Uh, so this week, uh, we got, once again, the the second part of something we, you know, why why keep that momentum? Why not mm-hmm. break it up into, into two separate weeks? But yeah. uh, in this case, honestly, I feel like this two-parter uh, did not fall victim to what many of the two-parters have so far, which is mm. it did not feel padded. No. Like, it didn't feel like... Oh, this is this could have been one episode. Why did they do this? It, mm-hmm. Honestly, I think we both wanted to see more things, and yes, we'll, we'll get to that when we discuss more at length. But like, I, for once, I think they pulled off the two-parter thing. Oh yeah, which you know I was pleased with. Yeah, that was a good so, episode. Yeah, why don't you tell us about Robin's Reckoning Part Two? Part Two. So Robin and Batman are basically racing each other to find Tony Mad Dog Zuko. That guy doesn't even know the kind of ass-kicking that he's got coming. Batman and Robin are two pissed-off guys, and they are bad enough dudes to save the president. Batman deactivates Robin's Art Deco motorcycle in an effort to shake Dick off the trail, but somehow Robin is actually a really good detective on account of having been trained by a really good detective. And he still manages to track Zuko to what has to be our 37th abandoned amusement park since we started Bit Kids Love Batman. And I would like to remind you at this point that we've only reviewed 33 episodes. <laughs> then we get a flashback to Dick as a kid, discovering how awesome it is to live in it with a millionaire. Seriously, I could watch Bruce and Dick bond all day. It's really sweet. Then Dick learns that Zuko plans to skip town, so he dons his best Newsies cap and giant fucking sweater and goes off to catch Zuko himself. What? You may ask, is an eight-year-old boy going to do to a mobster with the proportionate strength and guitar ability of Tom Wilson? (laughs) Well, apparently quite a bit since we watch him beat holy hell out of an actual pimp on this children's cartoon show. Eventually, Small Dick catches up with Zuko, and then Batman shows up too, and they're about to arrest Zuko when Dick is washed out to sea and Batman has to go catch him. He grabs him from the ocean like so much C-plus sea bass, but Zuko escapes like every Animal Crossing shark that I've ever tried to catch. God fucking damn it. (laughs) Then Batman brings Dick back to the cave and reveals that he's actually millionaire playboy Bruce Wayne, and then we snap back to the president. Zuko knows that Batman is after him, and he's feeling a little unstable about it. This is evidenced by his shooting a Tommy gun at literally everything in the world. 
Somehow, possibly thanks to shooting everything else in the world, Zuko wings Batman and then chases him into the amusement park, where, he, where they basically trip over the Joker, scoping out the place for a hideout. You guys seem busy, he says. I'll come back next episode. Then Robin arrives, beats him up, and almost kills him. But he doesn't, because Robin is a good person. And then Batman and Robin go home, and Joker starts measuring the windows for curtains. These walls seem to be, need to be painted, he tells his goons. I'm thinking eggshell. <laughs> uh, I like I like the use of small dick. That's very good. <laughs> That's small dick. We're just we're just embracing the dick once again. Not to be confused with big dick and his no. energy. Right. Which you know he definitely has in this episode. Oh yeah, he's got tons of energy. Just uh, like uh, scales with his motorcycle, a a completely vertical uh, uh, drawbridge. I was waiting for him to just drive up one side of the drawbridge and then plummet straight back down. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely happened on The Simpsons. Holy physics doesn't actually work this way, Batman. <laughs> no, that thing works like the Spider-Mobile. It can just drive up a wall. Yeah. It's fine. Also, now I want him to drive a little dune buggy around the side of a building so bad. Yes. Preferably with his knees sticking out because it's not very big. Right. Uh, so yeah, this one was great, and and we did get more flashbacks, which is yeah. And no, we talked uh, about this how we wanted to see like more of you know yeah. Dick sort of like Dick and Bruce sort of bonding. Yeah, and we got we some getting, of that, but yeah, but this kind of leads to your bad thing. Well, I, like I mentioned last week, like I really wish we'd seen more Small Dick and Bruce together. Like the fact that they didn't have the scene where Batman swears him in as Robin as like as Robin is actually a really big missed opportunity for me. Really? Someone who loves that shit. Swears him in. Yeah. That's a thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's got uh, Bruce and uh, Bruce and Dick, both in costume, in front of a candle. Oh. And Bruce yeah. is like, you have to fight crime, right? And Dick's like, yeah, that seems like something an eight-year-old should be doing. I, like, I, I could definitely see that happening in the comics. I appreciate mm-hmm. that you like that. I always think that takes it just a little too goofy to me i but love that shit i know you do I, I don't know that they do that kind of thing in this show though no apparently not so you know but i mean we um, also don't see him like here i got you like a costume and shit you know yeah no that that would have been interesting to see how he picked out robin and i'm always and, interested because it's such a weird like it's such a weird choice yeah i didn't know when i was a kid that it's supposed to be robin hood yeah and, for the longest time and like oh that okay i get it now mm-hmm a little kid thinking about like swashbuckling adventure mm. might choose something like Robin Hood. That makes sense. Well, it's it's especially weird in this show because last week we saw uh, Dick's room. There's a big Robin Hood mural up up there. Yeah, I think that was like there it is. There's your explanation right there. They didn't go into it, but <laughs> but I just see Bruce like, okay, so I'm Batman. Like, what do you want to be? Mm-hmm. And Dick's just frantically looking around the room. Uh cupboard man. <laughs> Well, let's see. I'm not a hood because hood means bad guy, but mm-hmm. I could I could take the Robin part. Yeah, I'll be Robin and nothing else. Yes. It occurred to me mm-hmm. that he really should have just called himself Acrobat Man. Yeah. It could have been Batman and Acrobat Man. Yeah. This is a smaller, more spinny Batman. Mm-hmm. Actually, though, weirdly enough, this leads into my bad thing. Mm-hmm. So you would think... Batman would be like the 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 tough one, the bruiser, the the you know the muscle, and Dick would be the like the, the like light on his feet, mm-hmm. agile, like you know the nimble one. But 
so in the flashback, Bruce tries to teach Dick the value of finesse over brute strength when they're fencing, and I actually really like that scene. Oh, yeah. Um, but then, cut to modern times, and Robin just fucking blowtorches his way into someone's apartment. <laughs> the idiot has learned nothing. Window is open, Dick. Also, Batman definitely has picked locks if he mm -hmm. needs to get into someone's place. He doesn't fucking ruin the door. <laughs> like, you might as well just, like, kick it down. Uh, I will say the effect of him melting through those uh, oh, no, it looks six cool. to 18 locks, I believe. It looked cool. Well, I mean, oh, yeah. I'm, like, Zuko is fucking nuts. Like, he sure been, is. He, he successfully got away and went into hiding mm -hmm. and has been hiding for however long it's been, eight years or whatever, like 10 years, something like that. Mm -hmm. And he, I think that entire, he spent that entire decade thinking about Batman Putting being around every corner. Putting locks on a door. Well, just thinking Batman was around every possible corner. Uh -huh. and just every time he had a particularly bad spell, he bought another lock. <laughs> I got 18 to 23 locks on this door. I mean, Batman will never find me. He was out of town. I feel sure. like coming back to Gotham, knowing Batman was still a thing, he's like, there's only one way. I'm going to live in the shittiest part of town, but I'm going to reinforce it like a fortress. <laughs> you could just live in a... A, a nice house with like a gate around it. No, I'll just live in a shitty apartment with a lot of locks. <laughs> You're a mobster. You probably got a lot of money. No, I'm good. <laughs> I got about six dollars. <laughs> I mean, those those heavy duty locks are expensive, man. Mm -hmm. Plus, you got to have them installed. Yeah. No, you can't do that yourself. You got to call a locksmith. Mm-hmm. You got a locksmith. Get a locksmith. <laughs> but his his sort of like crazy paranoia is kind of leads into your quote yeah i mean yeah i could watch tom wilson as uh, as zuko freak out all day yeah this is great mm -hmm. you sure batman didn't follow you nah and dolan's no squealer you got nothing to worry about <laughs> don't tell me what i've got to worry about i'm not backing down five minutes five minutes and he's on my tail you don't know the bat he don't let up. He's a dark angel of death, man, and he wants me. Why you, boss? How should I know? Like that may very well have been my my choice if this were my episode. It was it was fantastic. Well, we didn't I uh, we didn't use him as a quote last week that I could remember, and I really wanted to get his voice on here just because I love like it's so it's so distinct. Well, the thing is, I mean, we kid. Like, because he was Biff, obviously, very famously in a, in a very, like, important movie to both of us. Mm -hmm. But even in that series, like, in the first one, he was, like, sort of a, a more menacing kind of bully type. And then yeah. in the next two, they made him a little more cartoony. And you saw, like, the, the future version of him and the Wild West version of him. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know. But he doesn't have a ton of range, but he can move between those two things. He yeah. can be legitimately menacing but also a little just a little goofy and he's yep. got both of those things working here and i think it works really well yeah it makes for what could be like a really boring character you know like it's just generic mob guy but like he makes him fun to watch yeah it's it's, it's different enough from the joker but it's that mm -hmm. similar energy of like he's so unstable that you don't know what the fuck he's gonna do next yeah the the bit where like i mentioned this in my summary but i love the bit where he's so paranoid he fucking starts firing a Tommy gun into the ceiling and he just happens. Batman just happens to be there. Yeah, but he's probably ruined like 30 other places. Oh, yeah. 
before he finally got lucky. Like, well, it's going to be Batman one of these times. You blew a you you blew hundreds of giant holes in your own ceiling. That's fine. I'll just fill them up with locks. <laughs> this is an apartment, boss. That's the the upstairs neighbor does not appreciate this. I, I, I don't think the landlord's going to appreciate this either. We're not getting our deposit back, boss. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> this is going to look really bad for me going forward. You do a, you do a pretty good biff. It's really fun to do too. Yeah, because he's so crazy. You know? <laughs> Plus, he's he's also, as we pointed out before, doing a bit of a John Travolta impression. Yeah, that, there's that. He's got too. this kind of thing too. So, it's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, my good thing is yes. is a small moment. It's a very very tiny thing, but uh-huh. I don't know why. I, this really just spoke to me. Like when we have the moment, we have the big like uh, Batman brings uh, Lil Dick back to the cave, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Look, you you know who I am," and he takes the mask off, and we don't actually see. Like, the transition from Batman yeah. to Bruce. We don't see the mask coming off. We see him reaching for it, and then we see Dick's reaction. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. I just thought that was a very good choice. It's great. Like, it's like it's just very good. Yeah. And, again, it's such a tiny thing, and there's a mm-hmm. lot of good stuff in this episode, but it really jumped out at me. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. Plus, I can, like, I know that's Bruce under there, obviously. Sure. But sometimes I have a hard time holding those two things in my head at the same time. <laughs> when he takes off the mask, it's like, ah, it's it's that other character. Bruce Wayne. Why are yeah. you dressed as Batman? Exactly. So, I don't know. But plus, the story's about Dick, and I like, sure. you know, that, that we got that. And I, I honestly think they pulled off, like... We talk about how good the flashbacks were, and they were mm-hmm. excellent. They were just, they were very touching, and you really understand how this relationship started and how Bruce sort of had to work against his, what we talked about last week, his mm-hmm. <laughs> barely existent capacity to show actual affection. Yeah. And and cling to the last bit of humanity he has, and it's so good. But also, I, I don't think people appreciate how difficult it is to write that so well. Like, yeah. Think about all the the kid sidekicks in every cartoon ever and mm-hmm. how clumsy it is and how they sort of gloss over the parts that don't make a lot of sense. Because really, when it comes down to it, a single rich guy in his 30s shouldn't just be able to say, yes, that kid, I'll take him. <laughs> One of these, please. That's not how adoption works. <laughs> and they they made it work and... Also, this this kid who's only ever known a life in the circus for, mm-hmm. uh, what, eight years, ten years, something like that. Like, he's like eight, but... But his entire life. Yeah. Like, to just say, yeah, I'm gonna live with this stranger. Mm-hmm. Like, even before he showed he was Batman, he had an interest in sticking around. Yeah. Well, I, they do a really good job of showing them bonding, you know? Like, yeah. I, I really like that scene where they're, where they're fencing. Yes, me too. Just like it's it's a great it's it's Bruce teaching him, but it's also Bruce like having fun with a kid. Yeah. Which is something like he never did as a kid. Also, it never gets creepy. No. Which is something you have to be very aware of in this situation Mm -hmm. because it could so easily veer into like there's a moment just as they finish fencing where they wrestle for like a split second and they cut away just in time so that it doesn't look weird. It's like, no, this is normal father figure kid, like, bonding. This isn't, like, but you know how people like to take stuff out of context and and all that. And it was, you know, I mean, we do that all the time. Yeah, of course. But they don't, like, they never even, 
it's like they're very aware of that and they work. Well, I mean, extra it's Batman hard. and Robin. Like, I know. I mean, that was, I think, the cornerstone of fucking Wortham's whole deal. Absolutely was. I, they do an excellent job of just avoiding all of that. Yeah. And, you know, there's just, there's so many places this could have fallen apart. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's so, it's so well done on every level, you know? It is. And it's respectful to the comics, but it's also sort of forging its own new thing. And mm-hmm. like, that's, that, that's the best of this show, really, is like, Let's let's build on the legacy from the comics, but let's also turn it into something a little new and more modern. Mm-hmm. Well, and, like I've read, like, di- like oh yeah, first you must appearance have read of this Robin story play out a bunch of times, hundreds of times, and this is definitely one of the be- one of the best ones. Like, yeah. So how does it rate against? Oh, I don't know. Someone trying to steal the Batmobile's hubcaps. Yeah, that one's not as good. Um, I would also say the time Bruce invited a twenty-year-old man to come and live in live at his mansion, also not the best. Which one was that? That's Batman Forever. Oh, where uh, right. Where, right. where Val Kilmer adopts Chris O'Donnell, a man oh. who is the same age as him. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that <laughs> on purpose. Dr. Chase Manhattan, is that her name? Meridian, Chase Meridian. Meri- of on. course, yeah. Don't want to get sued by the city of Manhattan, <laughs> by the borough of Manhattan. Or Dr. Manhattan. Of course. It's tw- he will- it's 2020 and I'm suing Al. <laughs> he will bring his big blue schlong to court. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what else? Oh, okay, you're good thing. Yes, um, I could watch Small Dick uh, kick the shit out of a Dick Tracy villain all day. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that uh, that pimp definitely looked like one of those like like again, good goon design. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Very He's distinctive just, looking like, dude. Weird like like smears on his face or something. Yeah. And like, there's no reason for that. It just makes him look distinct. And he was wearing like a like a oddly colored zoot suit and mm-hmm. just and, he was and, on his way back from a zoot suit riot. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, he was one of the only survivors. Mm-hmm. Well, I say thankfully. <laughs> Which takes us nicely to our Kids Love Batman moment. Yeah, um, this episode contains an actual pimp and sex worker. Uh, yeah. They are not described as such. It's very clear, though. I mean, he says in 90s TV kid-friendly terms, bitch better have my money. Yeah, like, th- the exact dialogue, I believe, is you were out grifting for me. Yeah. But um it's Yo. pretty obvious what's happening. She looks like Betty Page. Like yes. the the model I would be very surprised to learn that they didn't model her after Betty Page. So she's meant to be this gorgeous done up. Like mm-hmm. she's she's wearing nice clothes and good makeup and all that and walking around the city streets like it, that's movie code for she's a sex worker. Yeah. Like that might not be what it would be in real life necessarily, but if the, if you see that in a movie, you know what that is. Yeah, no, this is it, it's it, this is not a mystery or anything. And if she's you know. in a back alley owing some tough guy some money, yeah, you know exactly like... what that is. <laughs> Jesus. And then, also, uh... I legit love the friendship between that. Between oh yeah, her it was so and, good. And Lil Dick, who who saves her, mm-hmm. like t- takes him out for ice cream. Yeah, it's, just, it's very sweet. And, uh, and kind of pure in a way. Yeah. I like it. I, just, I love them walking away from this beaten up pimp just hand in hand. Just, yep. All right, come on, kid. I'll buy you dinner. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's sweet. I love it. Yeah. And, okay, I cannot confirm this. So this mm-hmm. may not be a, hey, it's that guy. It's, hey, it's probably that guy. 
But I'm 90% sure that pimp was voiced by Bruce Tim. Yeah. I recognize his voice because he does a handful of characters throughout the, mm-hmm. the various series. And I'm pretty sure that was him. <laughs> Which makes it even funnier to me. Yeah. Now, the whole dick goes off on an adventure thing could have been, like, easily just boring. You know, just, I don't want to watch this. Batman could be doing things. But it's just, it's all very good. No, and to be completely honest, like, obviously you need to, to come back to the present and pay all that off. And, mm. and they did it very well. Yeah. But I, when when we cut away from the flashback, it's like, oh, that that's the part I was really vibing with. Yeah, no, we just, like, cutting back from the flashback to go back to just fights in an amusement park. I can see that in any Batman episode. Like, we know how this episode has to end. Robin's mm-hmm. going to almost go too far, but he's going to hold back. And he and Batman are going to say, you know, you got your closure. You did the right thing. And now mm-hmm. Tony Zuko's going to jail. We all know that's what's going to happen. But Help, I'm going to jail. Mm-hmm. Lost well, the voice. Yeah, he's gone oh, you're now. going into Edwin territory there. <laughs> Hello, it's Captain fi- Kirk. It's a fine line to walk. That that green clown creature that terrorized the oh, Enterprise God, back in the sixties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, let's see. I don't have a whole lot of notes. No, me neither. And you know, when we do these two parters, we don't always have as much to say the second, you know, for the second time. Um, I love Zuko. I don't know if we've talked about this or not. I love Zuko's crazy eyes. Yeah, they draw him with just, like, really, really tiny pupils and big mm-hmm. bug eyes. Yeah. And it's a very effective, like, it works very well with the Bruce Tim model of of, uh, of character design. Just screaming, running around, waving a Tommy gun. Amazing. Yep. You get these little flecks of spittle on him every now and then. Just <laughs> some good details of his, of his craziness. You want to calm down a little bit there, boss? No! Nobody tells me to calm down. Nobody! <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay, cool, cool. All right. <laughs> you seem like a real cool dude. <laughs> um, I love, we had a much better look at the old Batman costume. Yep. Which, which I love. Which will circle around and be the newer Batman costume later, basically. Yeah. It's pretty much the design right there, but I, it looks really good. No, it does. And again, little less like making jokes, little less like uh, body language to show mm. any kind of sympathy. Like he's much more rigid. He's much more like, cruel almost mm-hmm. a fitting like end that. for his lot yeah like i feel like uh, until he found the character and then especially when you know robin showed up in his life like he's like yeah. oh oh right not being just a total frank miller version prick would be mm-hmm. good um and i like that uh the, the, the sort of last bit we get as zuko's being taken away is uh, bruce probably in the very last moment of of compassion that Dick will ever see from him mm-hmm. where he's, he like kind of softens his voice a little. And he said, you, you did good. And, you know, something like that. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, I'm glad uh, you didn't commit any murders. Don't me too. Don't, don't get used to that. Grayson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, it's all downhill from here. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> all right, I'm going to go be Nightwing. Good. Go do that. I'm going to grow mullet. Well, don't do that. You can't tell me how to grow my hair. I mean, I guess that is true. You're off on your own now. I guess I can't. <laughs> I mean, before I just had Alfred cut your hair, but, you know. <laughs> Very good, sir. I shall fetch the soup bowl. And I, th- <laughs> I think I pointed this out uh, last week, but um, I legit like Alfred being stuck in the middle of these oh, two. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just a nice, it's not, he's not just there to make snarky jokes and, and 
occasionally be Batman's support system. Now it it it's much more complex because Batman, like Bruce and Dick, have a hard time sort of mm-hmm. connecting anyway. And Alfred, uh, I definitely feel like there have been times where they haven't been speaking and they communicate entirely through Alfred. <laughs> Alfred, and tell Batman, tell Dick that nobody gets to go crime fighting until they finish their chicken fingers. I much prefer it when you two are just in shaking hands all the time mode. <laughs> I'm never shaking hands with him again. <laughs> yes, 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 I've heard this one before. I'll put a tally mark up on the board. <clears throat> this is what Mr. Zaz looks like. <laughs> oh, the payphone's ringing. <laughs> Alfred, can we not talk about terrible Batman character Victor Zaz? <laughs> well... Possibly the worst character. Only if you and Master Dick can make up. Otherwise, I'll start reading the list. All right, time to shake hands again, I guess. I've been watching a lot of Brave and the Bold, and all they do is shake hands. I mean, that's because that's how the credits to Batman 66 end. Oh, I remember. (laughs) I know you do. (laughs) All right, uh, anything else? Uh, I think that's everything I got for this one. All right, moving forward to a an apparently very beloved episode, The Laughing Fish. Mm-hmm. All the fish in Gotham City are developing tiny Joker smiles, so you know what that means. No, it doesn't mean the Joker is poisoning a major food source to murder millions of unsuspecting Gothamites. No, this isn't the first strike in an all-out war with the Penguin. No, he's not just vandalizing for the sake of it. He obviously wants to get paid for doing this by copywriting the fish. Jesus, get your head in the game here. It's really the only plan that makes sense. Every time someone eats a tuna with a weird smile on its fishy lips, he gets a nickel. (laughs) Seriously, this is such a garden variety crime that the GCPD number code for it is three. (laughs) The Joker then proceeds to do what he does best, become absolutely obsessed with some poor schlubs and dedicate his entire life to ruining theirs. First up is the patent clerk who refused to sign the paperwork for his... scheme? I guess we're calling this a scheme? Anyway, Batman foils that attempt, so the Joker begins to move in on that guy's supervisor, and the same thing happens. And while we'd all love nothing more than to watch Batman's apparent arch-nemesis work his way up an org chart of bureaucrats, I think an org chart of bureaucrats is the long-awaited next book in George R. R. Martin's Song of Ice and Fire series. <laughs> the third act is upon us, so it's time for a big action set piece. This week it's happening at the old aquarium, because I guess fish is just the Joker's thing now. Also, now he sometimes sounds like Curly from the Three Stooges, because, sure, why not? He has at least decided to go with the classic supervillain move of tying a guy up over something dangerous. In this case, the something dangerous is a shark, and the guy is Harvey Bullock, the man who puts the pig in pig. (laughs) Batman swoops in to save the day, and honestly, I'm amazed he bothered to rescue Bullock at all. If it had been me, I'd have yelled, Hey, you're always talking about how you can handle this sort of thing without me. Good luck! Then I'd have swung away on a bat line and had a good bat laugh at his impending death. Hmm, I suppose my version of Batman might lean a little closer to the Joker now that I think of it. So then Batman fights a shark. I check my watch six or seven times, and finally the Joker is apparently eaten by said shark, prompting the good folks at the DCAU wiki to point out production inconsistency. It's never explained how the Joker survived to terrorize Batman in his next appearance. Good looking out, guys. Without you, I might otherwise have just ignored that and assumed supervillains just do that sometimes. <laughs> Fuck. It's just the worst goddamn resource. We were spoiled for so long by Memory Alpha. That's true, but I was, because I, I posted another thing from this. If you follow me on social media, you would have seen, uh, there's a there's a thing, 
saying that most fish don't have the type of teeth that this would work on. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh my God, shut up. S- seriously? Just with this? Stop it. And I know I point this out every week. The problem is they have a lot of really good information and it's that's, all in one place. That's the issue? Like, <laughs> is that no- it actually is a very informative resource? Yes, and it's comprehensive. Like, I don't have mm-hmm. to go to three different websites to find what I need. It's all right there. And But the price is I have to, because I want to read everything to make sure I don't miss something interesting mm-hmm. we could talk about on the show. And what that means is I have to read things like that. Yeah. Uh, and even, like, production inconsistency sometimes are like, oh, right, that mobile doesn't work like that. Or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. But, mm, No. A lot of the time, it just feels like the guys working on it are so desperate to put anything in. That could be, but I think it's just wikis are community, like, you know, everyone in the community contributes to it. Mm. And I feel like one person puts in some of the facts. One person maybe watched all the bonus features on the DVDs and put some stuff in. Mm. One of them just like, ooh, this has always really bothered me. You know that guy. Sure. We've been on message boards One and Twitter and everything else. One person is actively putting in false information, and that person is flunk. Yes, almost certainly. And, you know, there's always the one who's like, I've always wondered how the Joker got out, and they never said. Uh, excuse also, me. Not not that it matters to me in the least, but occasionally the uh, the comics, the mm. they're doing them again now, actually, but they did some back in the day, too, that were semi-canonical. Sometimes they would actually fill in those gaps. Oh, yeah. And those so, comics were really like the Batman Adventures were really good. I read a handful of those. I also read the Superman ones, and they were mm-hmm. quite good. Yeah, weirdly written by Mark Millar. Some of the best work he's ever done. Yeah, shockingly, because he had to write it kid friendly, so he couldn't use any of his usual dumb tricks. Yep. Like, oh, yeah, okay. There's a pretty decent writer in there. Good job. Yeah. Then your weird gay jokes or baby or uh, booby trapped wombs. <laughs> Oh, I just, I just, you know, he always goes for the obvious, like, mm-hmm. crazy, over-the-top, like, shocking thing, you know? Like, like a lot of writers from that era. Let's, sure. Let's, let's not just single him out. I mean, yeah. But, uh, okay, so you really loved this one. I loved this episode. Well, let's talk about it. Let's I'm shocked by this, but, uh, no, you? this is, this is I, my I, favorite I, episode so far, like. Yeah, and we've done 34 of these. Yeah. Like, this has everything. It has Joker, it's got Harley, Paul Dini's script, reference to some of the best issues of the comics, like, ever. Uh, this episode is based off of uh, the actual Laughing Fish. Uh, Which, okay, there- so that take take me through this sort of one step at a time. When mm-hmm. when did the actual core story of this I believe me? this is a 70s story. I'm going to look it up okay. right now. No, I don't, I don't need to know the exact year or issue necessarily, but I'm just, like, give me an era. Yeah, it's the 70s. Like, it's a Bronze Age. Okay. Uh, it's Marshall. Because you said you had mentioned a few of them, I know. Mm-hmm. And again, uh, I don't, yeah. I don't need like chapter and verse, but just give me a rough idea of when they like. When yeah, they were. it's it's the seventies. Okay, so that surprises me because we had we talked at length about what a seventies Batman story feels like, and this mm-hmm. is not that to me. But uh, no, this is Laughing Fish, uh, Joker's Five Way Revenge, and mm-hmm. there's a little bit of the fir- of his first of his first appearance too, from like nineteen forty. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. All right. There's See, a lot of there's a lot of shit in here. Yeah. No, I mean that's great. And as you point out Paul Dini's script and also directed by Bruce Tim, he didn't yep. actually get his hands dirty and do like actual directing a whole lot. Like he did no. a few, but you know, they had a lot of guys, so. So that was cool. Yeah. Um 
but the, all of this is sort of a prelude to your actual good thing. Well, yeah, uh, but my actual good thing, I'm going to shout out Arlene Sorkin, who fucking rules in this episode. Like, mm-hmm. first appearance, you know, she she was fine. She's so fucking funny in this episode. Well, they've obviously already, like, I thought it took a while, mm-hmm. but they've obviously already gotten to the point where the first time it was like, here's here's a fun, like, hench, a named hench person mm-hmm. that, that the Joker can have, who can who he can have some banter with. And then we'll never use her again. And they're like, oh, no, that was a great yeah. idea. Let's bring her back and let's start figuring out what she's about. And yeah. this is where that starts happening. And that will then lead to giving her actual focus episodes in the yep. future, which is great. So this is the kind of start. And it's just, God, she's so good. There's a mm-hmm. <laughs> So most of the episode is ba- is uh, just coming back to her, like, not being into fish mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was a bit of a clumsy comedy thing. Like, mm-hmm. it felt like some really obvious setup that was going to pay off later. And I guess it didn't exactly, but... Not really, unless the payoff is Joker puts her in a fish costume. Well, Joker says he's going to make her a mermaid mm-hmm. and then gives her a fish head and human legs, which I yep. which I do think is a funny thing. I love the little white eyes, like, looking out of the fish mouth. Just, oh, yeah. Which you can buy from the Harley Quinn action figure, by the way. Mm-hmm. There's a Harley Quinn action figure that came out that's like, we gave you like 18 heads and like 15 different hands. Oh, and here's a here's a rubber fish you can pull over. And her. also here's a rubber fish complete with little white eyes. Oh, that's You can put good. on her. I love those. I love those little touches. Yeah. There's but a, like, not to get too far off topic, but there's yeah. a, there's a Transformers figure. There was an animation mistake where a Transformer who turns into a gun was in robot mode holding the gun version of himself. <laughs> And the toy comes with that this shockwave holding shockwave in gun mode and just makes me laugh every time I look at it. A picture of a gun of himself on himself. But I love when they get into those details and it's not just the, the funny details from an episode. It's also the animation mistakes. Yep. I, I Because the show didn't have a ton of those, you might not have gotten those. But, you know, anyway, you were saying. But no, her delivery of you're really sick, boss. You know that mm-hmm. fucking kills me every time. No, they're starting to really figure out like. Not just here's somebody interesting to have around, but what makes her funny. Yeah. Like, not always going with everything the Joker says, but disagreeing a little bit here and there. Yeah. And, and just, like, not providing exactly conflict or tension. Just just giving us somebody who isn't just a yes man or someone who isn't just scared of him. Like, yeah. it's a it's a unique dynamic that not a lot of villains have, and it's yeah. nice. Well, it makes her memorable, which is nice. Especially yeah. for, like, a brand new character, you know? Plus... You know, the voice actor, as you say, is great. Yep. The role was written for her, so that helps. Yep. Um, and yeah, the the visual design's good. Like every you know, everything about her's great. Yeah. And apart from the fact that this isn't the show's fault, that so many people, you've seen this too over the years, look at like pictures of them and say, Oh yeah, relationship goals. Like, oh, I hate that so much. What? No, her Harley's... This episode has that. Like yeah. it calls it right out where Bullock's like, that guy's a fucking maniac, and he he basically like is the worst thing that's ever happened to you. And the joke is, yeah, he's great. What and a what a lucky guy. It's funny, but it's also if you think about it for even a second, a little real. Uh huh. Because we all have absolutely known, not always a woman, but often, mm. who is like, yeah, he's a bastard. I love it. Like, yeah. Mm-mm. No, you don't. Oh, oh, honey. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, and... this will eventually evolve into like her basic character arc, you know? Yeah, but I, I don't think it's there 
like from the beginning on purpose. Oh no, I don't I, believe for a second that fucking Paul Dini was like, well, and eventually, you know, she'll realize she's in an abusive relationship and hook up with Poison Ivy. I mean, that they have been an entire like TV series around that idea. Mm-hmm. But I, I do like that there's enough room to maneuver there that when they come back and keep coming back, it's like, oh yeah, we could build on this. We can yeah. make this interesting. This one line that was kind of a throwaway is actually a big deal and mm-hmm. so forth. So that's nice. No, she's great. Yeah. Um, And I, I will say sort of building on that, uh, my good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Joker has invested in Cobra Commander technology, which lets him uh, break into every uh, TV broadcast whenever he wants. Sure. And uh, every time he's got his like commercials for his dumb fish, like so good, they're they're really well written. They're just they're good comedy. Like there's yep. some really good rhythm there, good delivery. Just like they're they're all really stupid. And like if I lived in Gotham and the Joker was on my TV, I'd be terrified. But also I'd probably be laughing because they're actually legit yeah. funny. This is the, uh, the thing. I one of the things I like. I probably mentioned this before. I like that Hamill's Joker is legitimately funny. Yes. Well, like, there's a his there's jokes a moment are funny at the very end when they have their standard like, OK, like the the big trappings of my death trap have been like uh, dismantled. Mm. But now it's just me and you yeah. on the rooftop. And Joker leans down to a, a toolbox and tries to uh, to clobber Batman with a giant tool. And he says, meanwhile, back at the wrench, <laughs> like apropos of literally nothing, there's like. <laughs> He's doing fish shit this whole time, but now suddenly it's wrench jokes and framed as a Western thing. And like, wh- what? <laughs> it caught me so off guard. And I just like, it was very it's good. It's really good. Yep. And he tries to hit him with a wrench, which I don't know why is like the funniest thing to try to hit someone with. No, it's definitely funnier than the crowbar. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, that's <laughs> supposed funny to be about a tra- that. tragic moment. No, I mean, I paid 75 cents for that. I want it to be... Uh, I want it to be important. I don't want sure. people to just throw it away and uh, take a drink. I have once again referenced that I paid to kill Robin. <laughs> it's come up a lot lately. It's fine. It wasn't the good Robin. No, it wasn't even no. the second good Robin. No, it wasn't. Like I think I've said this. I could I could list five Robins that I like better, and I'm a casual comics reader. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, so I'm gonna get into my bad thing. Sure. The plot. In this is just what? <laughs> like, I mean, I I made it pretty clear in my summary. None of this makes sense at all. Like, okay, I get it. It's a funny Joker thing, and I did laugh, and it was it was well constructed. But like, is this all the Joker ever is? Is just like plots that can never pay off, and terrorizing individual schlubs in Gotham one at a time? Yeah. Like, I liked that the first three times he did it, but doesn't he have another trick? I I think the, th- the thing I like most about this is the, is the fact that it makes literally no sense whatsoever. Does, does he actually expect to get paid royalties I, for people eating fish? So. Or is that just him fucking with this guy? Either way, it's... What? <laughs> I, <laughs> I just, like... There's no way in hell he thinks he's actually getting paid for this. This is just an excuse to fuck with people again. And, and that, I'm okay that's with why that. I like it so much. It's just like, I'm going to get paid for all these fish with my face on them. And everyone's just going, what? Yeah, and uh, so was I. <laughs> that's the big plan, huh? Yeah! 
I guess it might just be the weird running order thing again. Like, these basically are coming out at random, apart mm-hmm. from the two-parters, obviously. But, like, I think they just come out as as the episodes are animated. I don't think there's a plan exactly. That's why we got Robin a little bit. And that's, you know, like a couple of things we've sort of complained about so far. Like, why we get a bunch of Scarecrow episodes all together. Yeah. And so far, the Joker hasn't done anything particularly menacing to the city at all. This is like his, what, fifth appearance? Mm-hmm. And so far, he just seems like a petty dick, and he's funny, and that I like that angle. I really do. But this is supposed to be Batman's most dangerous guy, and mm-hmm. I've yet to see any real evidence of that. Like, just, like, mix it up. Like That could be part of the issue, is just that we don't balance this off with him. Like, yeah. this kind of thing works really well when you can balance it off with him, like, I don't know, killing 800 people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I, I get that it's a kid's show and you can't do that, but there are definitely stories in this cartoon universe where he mm. is legit threatening. Yeah. I've yet to see evidence of that, though. And again, this is, I think, his fifth appearance. Uh, Yeah, it's gotta be. Or close to it. Like, we've we've dealt with him a lot so far, and... Love the character, love the mm-hmm. voice actor, like the way he's written. It's just, uh, there's a few different kinds of Joker stories, and it seems like they're only hitting the one note so far. I guess that was my real problem. Mm. It's like I can see that. I A nonsense Joker episode's great, but every now and then you got to make him seem dangerous, or else why is Batman wasting all this time on this, like, this fish vandal? <laughs> like, ooh. Who cares? Let's not man. say things we can't take back there. Jesus Christ. I mean, we saw him do that. I have I, like I have evidence. He has vandalized a fish. No He's one can say he hasn't. But like I like I point out in my summary, this took like like he could have done so many legit dangerous things. Mm-hmm. He could have poisoned the fish and killed millions of people. Nah, that's and, not what I'm up to this week. No, and Batman's analyzing what he did, and he's like, this chemical was genetically engineered. To just do this and not hurt people. Yeah, it's not like so, you you could safely eat this fish. I don't know yeah. why you would want to. It's really upsetting. I mean, unless you're biting the head off a fish. Uh-huh. Most people clean them and gut them first. You're probably not going to see that once, you're, once you've prepared it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there so, are certain ways to... Uh, find a filet joker fish. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely, like, some like foodie asshole out there who thinks it's like the best thing ever. <laughs> There's my bet. There, that's my Batman issue. I'll do someday. Mm-hmm. The guy who's obsessed with finally getting to eat another Joker fish. Well, the thing is now that the, the plot's been foiled they're they've taken off the market. So they're scarce. Mm. That's exactly. why he likes them is you can't get them anymore. And like people who threw them in their freezer are, you know, like they're hoarding gold basically. Mm-hmm. It's all the all the rich guys from Prophecy of Doom are just like, uh, finally a chance to eat genuine Joker products. <laughs> See, I was just thinking like, you know, there's a like a housewife who has like four kids to feed and just <laughs> bought five pounds of fish and put it in the freezer and forgot about it. Yep. And now he's like breaking into her house, poor woman. <laughs> I heard you have some of my fish in here. Oh mm-hmm. my god, just take them. I don't have time to get into your stupid fight with Batman. But I got to go to soccer practice and then hockey practice and then t-ball practice. Ugh. All my kids like sports, but none of them want to like the same sport. It's the worst. Why can't you all just like sh- soccer? Shut up, Mom. <laughs> and I let them talk to me like that, too. All right, you know what? There's a lot going on here. I'm going to see myself out. You have a lovely day. Wait, are you the actual Joker? Yes. Oh. Weird. I just pictured you as some foodie douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> 
Came back around for my fish. All right. This is getting kind of weird. I mean, now the plot makes a little more sense, at least. <laughs> but only just a little. I just, I, what? <laughs> and, you know, he's the Joker. It's probably not going to make sense, and that's okay. Yeah. But again, that's all we've ever gotten from this guy. Well, I, I was thinking He just about seems this. like kind of a nut. He doesn't seem very dangerous. Well, and the last one was also a Paul Dini episode that was also about him screwing with, like, some yeah. random guy. So I could definitely see this being sort of his, like, his wheelhouse. Oh, look, we loved it then. Yeah. And I still love it. I just think we should have a he tries to poison the reservoir episode once mm. first. I just hate the reservoir so much. Scarecrow couldn't pull it off, but I will. <laughs> that Why guy's put this dick. thing right under Arkham anyway. Jesus. I don't even have to work hard. <sighs> just dump some garbage in the ocean. Whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, what else? Batman fights the shark in this episode and it fucking rules. Alright. You you and sharks. It's a great fucking uh like Batman death trap. Well, it's not a death trap. It's fucking a shark in a fucking pool. I mean, it's a death but, trap for Bullock. He's got him like, like I said, classically tied up over the thing. Ah, uh, yes, my favorite episode: a death trap for Bullock. <laughs> I do like we do. This is the Bullock sweet spot. Like we mm -hmm. talked about, I don't like when he's a fat slob and like the joke is, "Hey, we got any more donuts?" Mm -hmm. Like him being a bit of a sexist. Yeah, all right, I, that fits because mm -hmm. he probably is, but. I, I like here he's got a legit beef. It's like, look, Kamish, the joke's do the joker's the joke, I assume he calls him. Like Kamish. Hey Kamish, the joke. We gotta yeah. stop the joke before Bat gets to him. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I Matt hats out again. No, sentences. <laughs> no, he just drops the word the, the syllable er. <laughs> hey, I heard the mad hat got out of Occam. <laughs> But uh, hey, Commissioner, look, the, the, we can handle this. Like we we got it. We got this. The lab boys are looking over the fish. We don't need fucking Batman. And I I like I actually like that mm -hmm. a cop resents Batman because they would. Yeah, I I like and it's not like he's not a bad cop. If anything, he gets a little bit of a jump on Batman. He finds the Joker before Batman does. Yeah, and like he, I I like that. I like that he's he he's not a bad guy. He just doesn't like Batman, and that's. That's always good writing to me when you can make the, not necessarily the villain, but definitely the antagonist a little mm -hmm. sympathetic. Yeah. And uh, they and competent is also nice. You yeah. Know? And they kind of hit that sweet spot here and they do that, that thing that you want in a story like this where Batman saves him and he's like, all right, yeah, go fucking clean his clock for me. And I like that. I need, I like that I need you to go the... beat the shit out of the Joker for me. Oh, I was going to do that anyway. but uh... Uh, Yeah, I know. But now, now you can just say it's for me. Okay. Tell him I said hi. Mm-hmm. Bullock says hi. But I like um I like that. Like I like mm -hmm. that begrudging moment of respect that that that's a very classic thing in these sure. kinds of stories. It's like, well, I don't approve of your methods, but we are on the same side. Like mm -hmm. and they played that well here, I thought. I like yeah. there's some there's some good bullock in this one. They don't always get that right. Yeah. No, uh, more. It feels like they don't more often than they do. So this was really good. It's hard to say. So far, he hasn't had much of a prominent role. Like I suppose that's true. He's popped up as the sort of the the secondary focus of a handful of episodes, but we don't really get into him until a little bit later. I it think. just it, it it feels like it always feels like the the most the biggest Bullock image for me is him fucking going back for another donut, and that sucks. Yeah. 
and you know, also it's it's a little problematic because fat character doesn't have to be eating all the time. Yeah, some Jesus, some you know? people are just a little bigger. You don't have to turn that into a joke. You can yeah. just drawing different body types is nice, and you can just leave it at that. You know. Mm. Eh. And look, okay. Also, I get it. Like, it, hey, this is why we need Batman because the cops are like this. Like, that's mm. a that's that's valid too. But maybe make that a different guy. Yeah. So anyway. Um, that's about all I have. What about you? Uh, my bad thing. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so th- there's a scene where they're staked out at this guy's place to try and keep the Joker from murdering him. And mm-hmm. his cat comes in with a Joker fish in its mouth. And the cat's been Joker poisoned. And it tries to kill Batman. Mm-hmm. And Joker expecting a cat to do what it's told has to be the most ridiculous thing he's ever done. Well, no, the, the cat comes to kill his owner. Well, just having the cat like, here, now take the fish and go home. No, home. Over there. I, no, go. See, don't look at me like that. Take the fish. Stop eating the fish. So, okay, the Joker has some kind of elaborate genetic chemical. Like, he can make this Joker poison specifically to, for fish. Yes. I feel like he cooked up a special one that, that also let him, like, train Control a cat. the cat. Yes. All right, I'll take it. That's my no prize. Oh, what's the DC version of a no prize? We can't use that because it's the distinguished competition. Oh, yeah. Does the DC have a prize? Yes. Uh, What else? Uh, hmm. Shark, fish, cat. Well, you do love sharks. Mm -hmm. I don't think we've we've said that on this show before. I do love sharks. That's all. Mm -hmm. Just Matt loves sharks. Uh, Love Joker when he wears his hat. Oh yeah, the the full outfit with like the the purple coat and the purple yeah. hat. I forget if that's shown up in this in this show yet or not, but I fucking yes, it love has. It. it has before, but I always enjoy it as well. It's the fucking it's the best look for him. I always think of that as his killing joke look, and he might have worn it before, but that's the first time I saw it, and mm. you know that that art was gorgeous. So, you know, yeah. Uh, Anything I else? That's everything I got. All right. Well, my quote is just yes. kind of a funny reaction to, like, actually when they're in the, the guy's house who has the cat, uh, this happens. A joker fish. <laughs> it's just one of those sort of, like, gas, where it's just not so much the line as, as the way they said it just made me laugh. So Fish. Mm-hmm. All right. So I suppose that's all for this time. Then. That is it. Yeah. Uh, we have mentioned this before. We will probably continue to mention this, but we have a Patreon. It mm-hmm. is patreon.com slash Algar. And if you donate to that uh, at any level, you get access to all of the bonus content that we are creating for all the various shows we make. Yeah. Uh, which means for this show, that means you get access to monthly reviews of the direct-to-video uh, DC Universe uh, animated movies. Mm-hmm. We have already done Superman Doomsday. Next month, we will be doing New Frontier. So look forward to that. Also, if you listen to our other shows, you will have access to stuff from those. You can hear the entirety of Amanda's and my uh, Discworld review series. Mm -hmm. We're finished with that. Like, all the books are there for you. Uh, Also, uh, we're doing bonus episodes of Endeavor, our uh, Star Trek fanfic show. Mm -hmm. So there's, like, little shorts for you once a month. So uh, check that out, please. And again, donate at any level and you get all that stuff, like, Give us a buck. Yeah. Give us, like, pay which, what, a, what, a, the way I'm selling this is, uh, pay what you can, take what you want. Yeah. So, cause, you know, we like to make extra stuff for you, but we also 
don't want to like money. You, well, the money I don't goes, like money. It's the, just nice. Uh, money's necessary. Yeah. Like, that's the other thing is this money goes to all of the contributors. Yeah. Like, it doesn't just go into my pocket. Like, no. I, I get a cut if there's anything left, but... Like Matt gets a percentage, all of our voice actors get a percentage. Like it's it's split among the people who help make these shows, which mm-hmm. is nice. I like to be able to pay them, so that's good. And also yeah. production costs. Like we have to be able to watch these episodes mm-hmm. and, and host the show on a website and so forth. So yeah. All right. Next week, uh, Night of the Ninja. Oh boy. Uh huh. I love me some ninjas. I, I know don't. you do. And Cat Scratch Fever. Hmm. Probably another Scarecrow episode. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's the return of the Joker cat. mm -hmm. That Yeah, that tracks. Oh, man. Imagine if Selina finds out what Joker did to that cat. Oh, she's going to kick his ass. (laughs) I don't think she usually ends up in Arkham. I think she usually just goes to jail. Yeah, because she's not crazy. She might break into Arkham just to, like, punch him in the face. (laughs) You did what? I don't give a fuck about the fish. I mean, my cats have to eat that fish, and uh-huh. I hate looking at your dumb face, but whatever. But <laughs> you, you you stay away from cats. Boy, you poison one cat, and you're hearing about it for the rest of your life. <laughs> and they call you Joe po- Cat Poisoner. <laughs> I really wanted to be Joe Fish Vandal. <laughs> it was all I ever wanted. All right, so our website is ever kidslovebatman.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can write to us, kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail. We are on Twitter at Algar, at RobotMatt, and that's all for this time. Yeah, see you, folks. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2020, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.